Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. But it's all one-way traffic for Carrington. Almost a boat length clear. Wham! What a finish! No praises too high. Three gold medals. And Lisa Carrington is a Kiwi canoeing superstar. History being made. Three gold medals in the same event in 38 seconds. Wow! It's 11.04 here on SENZ, and how lucky have we been today in terms of commentary? PJ Montgomery, just after 9 o'clock, with some of the most magical calls that you can imagine, and particularly in yachting, those calls will stay with us forever. As will the calls from this man, John Macbeth, who joins us now. Of course, he's had a history of Olympic Games commentary, uh, and particularly in the pool, uh, Anthony Moss, Daniel Lotus, some of the great ones. Good morning to you, John. Uh, just before we start on uh, Lisa Carrington and, and what you called yesterday, what you saw yesterday, what has uh, thus far been your favourite moment of commentary at the Olympics? Oh, sorry, John's gone. There you go. Uh, that happens to us at least once a day. It was such a good intro as well. I'm not sure I can back it up with another one. Uh, so, yeah, let's, uh, we need to get him back as, as soon as possible. Um, and uh, John Macbeth, of course, he, he might even be talking into his phone without knowing that we're not there. That would be yeah, almost as embarrassing as I'm, uh, I'm having to fill time to get him back. Uh, yeah, so uh, honestly, uh, as I rem- remember, John Macbeth, he's been um, a career broadcaster. We talked about Grant Nisbet yesterday, but uh, John Macbeth obviously has been really, really uh, important uh, to our cause over the years, and uh, Anthony Moss, an affinity with uh, those ones uh, in the pool, uh, so yeah, and calling calling those and and for I, I think from a commentator's point of view, um, that's your medal. That, that's that's what you get most out of it. Your medal is, is the commentators and being there, Johnny on the spot at the right time when something absolutely special is about to happen, and you have the privilege uh, to be able to call it. Just a, a few problems with our phone lines. We've had we've had uh, issues with our phone lines, uh, particularly a, across. Um, to uh, Japan, but uh, hopefully we're um, just getting word through. Uh, John Macbeth, good morning to you. <laughs> good morning, Ian. How are you? Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good like, mate. I, you just know at the moment I had to go through there and, and fill while we, uh, we got you back. Uh, John, I was asking, uh, you, you've been such an icon in terms of Olympic commentary in particular, rugby as well, some of the ma- most magic moments with the black jersey, but uh, Anthony Moss, uh, Daniel Loder, those great moments uh, in the pool that, that you were able to call. What's been your favourite Olympic moment calling? Oh, with, without doubt, I think the, the Loder, um, because I, I had the feeling that 
you know, that was a, a, a first. Um, of course, he went on to score two gold medals over there in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but I could never see it happening again. And we've gone through 25 years, and all of a sudden, you know, this year I thought, well, perhaps I was wrong in my judgment. Perhaps we will get another gold medalist because there's no doubt that Lewis Clearbird has that ability. Um, and it was it was really disappointing to see him fade in that final 50 metres of the 400 IM in Tokyo, uh, uh, he had that ability. He had the ga- the race, you know, sort of in his, in his grasp. And you know, but you know what sports like in um, things go wrong, and sometimes you just can't follow through. And you know, it just didn't work for him. But he's such a he's got such a great mental attitude and and great approach to the sport that uh, we haven't heard the last of Lewis Clear. But but going back to your question, yes, certainly um, the Daniel Loader uh, being there in Atlanta and watching that and seeing the reaction. But gosh, have you had a better day uh, of sport than with the canoeing yesterday with Lisa Carrington, uh, you know, two superb gold medals along with Caitlin Regal and the K2 500. Uh, A massive day for New Zealand sport that and you know, I felt really cool to be able to, to call that, mate. That's that was really great. Well, you know, yeah, you know, uh, I'm just trying to explain to people as well. Uh, you know, that is our medal as commentators. We we like to be there when something very special happens, and not for the sake that it's our voice will go down on that tape forever, but it just feels like a you know something very very special to witness and to talk about, John. Uh, just this this girl is phenomenal, um, and she probably by the end of this campaign will be our greatest ever athlete, I would be thinking. You have to if you judge it on medals. Uh, what is oh, it about her? What, yeah. what do you observe? What, what do you observe about her, man? She's amazing. Well, uh, you know, I recall, you know, doing some canoeing some years ago and, and uh, when, when Lisa had, had actually got up and she'd won uh, her first gold medal and, and I asked exactly that question of some knowledgeable canoe people. And it, and it was just that, that ability to train without stopping, you know, going the extra mild, given set routines and just going a stage further. She would be the most dedicated trainer of, of any sport in the country, I would say. And, you know, people within Canoe New Zealand, those who first spotted her and, and, and you know, and her coaches and, and, uh, and those who helped train her have just been overawed by her ability to soak up a whole lot of training. So she's got that great strength uh, uh, physically, of course, but mentally she is so sharp and so on top of it. And you know, Ian, too, that you don't just win it by yourself. It's not just Lisa Carrington who's done it. She's had the ability, and, and when, when the, all the uh, last-minute instructions have gone and she's out on the water, it's up to her, of course. But there's a big team around her of you know people helping with that mental side of things, the physios, the, uh, Gordon Walker, her coach, who she raves about and says without him, she would not have been there. So she's been quick to deflect her glory onto others who have helped. And there is always, with any sport, a whole group of people who help uh, our athletes get to the top. Yeah, you know, the thing about athletes uh, is the fact that they are, you know, when they get to this level, is they're tested and how they respond to testing. But uh, she puts the, the hardest examination on herself uh, with the program that she's outlined for herself and the turnaround yeah. time, John. That, I, think, I don't think we quite get our heads around that, even as commentators. 
No, and and I when I looked at the program and I heard you know her saying I've set myself a, a tough target, so she's had lots of time to prepare for that. Except that I never took into account really the fact that she would be going through a medal ceremony in between events too. Now that might be just you know it appears you walk up, you get your medals, listen to the anthem, and walk down again. But it's not just a five minute gig. It's a, you know it's a half hour. By the time you you do your your normal uh, post race uh, routine and then always you're thinking ah, my next race is coming up in you know an hour and 10 minutes or whatever it might be but I've got to take 20 minutes out or so for the medal ceremony and you can't say look I'm sorry I don't want to stand up and get my gold medal <laughs> even though you might think to yourself this is not helping me I, I didn't take that into account uh, yesterday but her whole day was sort of geared around preparing for that first race, uh, preparing for the second one with uh, Caitlin Regal, then for the final, uh, in between that, the, the medal ceremony. So it was a big day. Uh, she handled it, and, and Caitlin Regal too, but Lisa Carrington just handled it all magnificently. And again, that goes back to preparation, doesn't it, within the team? Yeah, it does. Um, what I, I like about it, and and I get, I feel quite comfortable because I trust that you know she's going to be amazing in every performance, and I don't know if I've got the right to do that, but I do. But I've been listening very closely to your commentary alongside Ben Fui, and it's as if the pair of you know. As soon as she's put the first five strokes together, and that black boat has just got its nose in front, it's almost a feeling of inevitability. And I don't know if we've got the right to do that. But no, you, you, I don't think we have either, uh, except that if we did, she keeps proving us right. She justifies the faith we've got on her. Uh, but, the, I mean, these were the, her two big events. I think the K25 and the, and the K200. Uh, um, the K1200 is the one that she's won three successive gold medals in. Uh, Caitlin Regal is an outstanding athlete, and the combination of the two has proved to be the best in the world. So then she moves on to um, today they've got the, the K1500. So... You know, another 300 metres on top of that 200 that she does so well. Uh, she's She could dominate that. She could get up and uh, win it. She would, um, I would imagine, and here we go, putting expectations on her, get a medal at least. And, and to get a medal in this would make her New Zealand's most successful Olympian, ahead of, ahead of Ian Ferguson, who, you know, another outstanding kayaker who won, uh, what, four golds and a silver medal. So mm. they've each got five Olympic medals. Um, so that could put her in there, and then she teams up with another uh, another pair to go into the K1, K4, 500. So you know she's got two more big races, and I would imagine that uh, they had a we know they had a just a very very minor sort of celebration last night, but the focus was quickly on to what happens today and the rest of the program, and that comes down to again that um, you know great supportive team she's got around her, or they've got around them. Uh, John, you've mis um, mentioned the, the disappointment for you slightly uh, in terms of the swimming program, and we wonder what's ahead for swimming in terms of uh, games uh, events uh, with the talent we've got available and, and how it's nurtured along. Uh, what has, uh, outside of Lisa Carrington, um, what has taken your fancy? What, what have you liked about the the Olympic Games? Bearing in mind, this is so unique to the, the, so many of the games that you've yeah. been to because... There is no atmosphere, John. You know, there is no drive from the grandstands. Nothing. The, the applause you're hearing is coming from photographers, coaches and, and support staff. Um, and, you know, looking, at, I was commentating last night on the shot put with, with Tom Walsh and Jack O'Gill. Uh, and those guys, those, those field athletes, 
who often take second place uh, with regards to, well, they do because a, a track event starts and, and they have to stop and accommodate them. So often they're just sort of the second relation in, in an event of, tra- of track and field. Um, and they thrive on whatever uh, noise and support is generated from their performances within a, a packed grandstand. So it is very foreign to them. And I, I get the feeling that some are, are really just struggling a wee bit um, in the high jump, for example, where or the long jump or triple jump, when you often see the athlete at the start of their run-up turn to the crowd and urge them to applaud. Well, they some of them have still done it, but there's no one there to, to respond. It really is quite a sad situation. Um, but going back to what New Zealand, you know, the New Zealand uh, effort, uh, I, I mean, things have changed, Ian. You know, when we used to, you and I would be thrilled at, you know, Peter Snell and, and, and John Davies and then John Walker and, and, and later, of course, Nick Willison. Isn't he, you know, such a, uh, you know, a, 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 an athlete who stays there, so much resilience? But now it's into the field events. Two in the final of the men's shot put. Um, two in the final of the women's shot put. We had two competitors in the women's hammer throw. We had a competitor in the men's high jump. Uh, the, the emphasis on our success anyway has moved away from the track, hasn't it? And, and now the emphasis is on those field events. And I think of some of those young athletes in New Zealand or young people I see in the streets and I look at some of them and I say, well, to myself, wouldn't it be great if the uh, impact of what New Zealand athletes are doing in the field events here is picked up and inspires some young people who are perhaps wandering around thinking, what am I going to do? There's nothing to do here. There is plenty to do, and lots of these young athletes here are showing you what can be achieved if you're dedicated, if you're inspired, and if you've got the willingness to get out and wear the silver fern and the black shirt and go to an Olympic Games, reach the top. So that's what the Olympics are about. eh? This sort of TV coverage uh, is there for inspiring uh, youngsters to just get out and follow the dream. Gosh, you know, and it's there for you, isn't it? You can go anywhere in the country and find a, a rowing club or a or a canoe club or, you know, a, a track and field athletics club around the country. They're all there waiting for you, arms open. Come in and play badminton or table tennis. It's there, you know. That's every four years we get that chance to inspire young New Zealanders to do something really special. Get off your butt and go and do something. And who knows what potential you unearth. Good God, man, you're inspiring me to... Go and do something myself. Hell's teeth. I might even go no, for no, more. I, I'm talking show. about you. I'm talking, no, 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 you don't want to do that. <laughs> hey, Cheers. Hey, John, I'm going to go and do John, a bit of work. I'll, I'll, I'll catch you. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, uh, just, just finally, uh, you, you make a really cool point there, actually, and it's, it's a great, great discussion point. We're traditionalists. We're older blokes, and you mentioned those names, Snell, Dixon, Walker, Davies, you know, uh, Les Mills, Robin Tate, you know, great track and yep. field names. Uh, are they somewhat, are the games, in your opinion, and you also make a great point about kids taking part and participating and getting keen, are they being diluted with skateboarding, with surfing, with wall climbing, uh, or is uh, we just got to bite the bullet here, us, us oldies, and, and go with the flow? Is, is that how it works? Yeah, well, I think so, mate. You know, the Olympics are also about, um, you know, money, but also uh, spreading spreading the the, um, uh, the sports out so that we can embrace what younger people are more interested in doing. Uh, you know, I saw the, the rock climbing and I thought, oh no, where's oh that's in the Olympics now. And but when you when you consider that it's not that long ago that we were saying, well, why would you want trampolining in the Olympic Games? And what's happened? 
thousands of young people are taking up trampolining, using what they do in the backyard to to effect to good effect, and and representing New Zealand, winning medals for goodness sake. So it'll be the same with you know we've seen the development of the skateboarding phenomena and how it's moved on to being you know a worldwide competitive. Um, yeah, we've just got to bite the bullet, I think, Ian, and say, okay, um, there are much more sports around than just the uh, what was the the Olympic motto was. Um, High, jump higher, longer, faster, all that sort of stuff. Um, there's more to it now. There's other skills involved in Olympic sports. John McBeth, uh, absolutely. It's been a privilege to, to have you on the show and to, to hear your uh, updates and your views on various matters uh, pertaining to the Olympics in particular. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.